The following episode is brought to you by Poison City Brewing, proud makers of Durban Poison Cannabis Lager, the beer that invites you to live your poison. Sorry, my guitarist will be joining in a second here. He's just getting all set up. Um, Oh, no stress. All right, here we go. It's Jeremy, right? Yep, yep, yep. He's coming right in. All right, sweet. I've just admitted him now. But yeah, we're just basically with like the pandemic and everything, we're basically trying to have as much of an online presence as we can. You know, it's really the only thing you can do as a band right now is basically, you know, put out content and, def- you know, as many different venues as, or not venues, as many different um, different avenues platforms. as possible. Yeah. yeah, there you go, platforms, there you go. <laughs> I think the last gig that I played was December 2019. Uh, so it's been literally a, nearly a year that I have, or over a year that I haven't fucking played a show and it is immensely, it's so depressing. And the secret oh. is the same because we're actually, we're in a band together. So he's in the same boat. Oh my God. I did. It is. So we played our very first show as Wasted Space um, two weeks before the pandemic hit. We had like four, like three or four more shows that were already booked. We, like we're about to get tickets to sell and shit for them. And then, and then the world like ended. Momentum's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like literally just all, all momentum, anything is just gone. Yeah. Well, that's why we've just been freaking grinding it online, you know, like taking the time to just like, we, like we put out, we're going to be in the studio again in two weeks. Like we, we put out 12 songs this year, like just music video and everything. We're just going to tr- try to put as just hammer content in, you know, as much as we can right now. So when the world reopens up, like we'll have a little bit more of a base to kind of. Yeah, more of a launching from, point. It'll, it'll, it's dope. Like it's, it's really cool. We were preparing for a show in, in March and then literally within like a week of that show happening there our president announced that gatherings cannot have more than 100 people and then literally like a week after that we went into a hard lockdown yeah same here i was at a um i literally two days before the lockdowns happened i was at a um a wedding actually like a packed wedding the day after that um it was i mean the world changed you know like uh, my i i work for now i i work full-time from home now so i i i have i haven't i haven't been to work in almost a year now what's the second wave been like for you guys because we're currently going through like a second wave and it's quite hectic dude like the numbers are going up each day so yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. Um, it basically like right around um, May, June, July, kind of August, it kind of seemed like life was almost back to normal. Like shit was pretty much open. It wasn't like super normal. People were still wearing masks everywhere. But then yeah, right around in like December, kind of October, it, it's pretty much we just went straight back to um, almost red zone. Like no, no indoor dining, nothing like no events or anything like that. There's no gatherings. Like no one's, you know, no one's getting together like for the holidays it was very small families getting together and everything so well and then the the holidays also did cause some of the spike to go up yeah yeah. same same story (laughs) here same story here yeah like on our side basically one of the things that sort of caused the whole spike there's this event that happens towards the end of the year that our well they i don't know if it's 12th grade on your side but our matriculants um they basically after they're done with um grade 12 they go on this sort of like uh damn dude it's like a this massive party where all these artists and djs sort of gather gather up it's it's called um yeah, fuck, like, what is it called like rage major, like a major party at the at the coast just for graduating yeah. like 12th grade they they just yeah. fucking throw a we, banger use the really... shit you don't understand bro like over here yeah. we have we literally have like what's called like senior skip day which is like you just don't when you're in 12th grade, like, like, you know, like half the graduating class goes to the beach and just like drinks and that's it. And then it's like back to school and then graduating and going to college. Dude, that's kind of like in, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, 21 Jump Street, I think it is. They have something, oh, yeah. something like, something like that, like a party at the beast type thing. So it's pretty much yeah. very similar to that kind of vibe. And unfortunately, this happened around the time when, um, the first wave was sort of dying out, but then the second wave was sort of starting. Like literally shit went downhill from there. We had a lot of crazy shit going on in the summer. A lot of people gathering out. I don't know if that did it or anything, but it definitely seemed like the holidays around America, like people meeting their families and shit. That's definitely like kind of I, a lot of numbers brought up from that. But I mean, it is what it is. We got the vaccine. Hopefully, like, you know, hopefully by the night, you know, hopefully 
by this time next year, this will just be in the past and we'll be, you know, we'll be playing shows and freaking the life world will be back to normal. But hopefully you know. so. We can only hope as, as musicians and artists and shit, you can only hope, dude, because fuck. I think there's going to be a huge uprise in like house shows and shit like that after this. I mean, it, if if how they predicted venues closing down is going to be, because I think a lot of them, I think the predictions like 80 percent of venues in the United States will be closed down which is like an insane number. Like it's, yeah, it's I feel show. like shows are going to go back to being in warehouses and like basements and houses and things like that, which is metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew, I feel that it's interesting that you brought up the vaccine because like our country is currently in like, it is sort of divided on the vaccine because you're getting some people that are like, man, this could fucking help. But then you get some people who are like, why, why is the government sort of like enforcing the vaccine like there's some underhanded my, my shit going is, on my favorite is 5g causes covid that's my, my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite conspiracy that's, at the moment. that is a good one bro it's all the chemtrails man it's not 5g they've been, <laughs> they've been, they've been poisoning us for fucking 20 years no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or that it was like created in a lab to like uh what was the original conspiracy is that china created in a, a lab to stop the protests in hong kong and it just got way out of hand I've never like heard that one. That's yeah. That crazy. was like the first one they came up with was that the Chinese government invented it to uh, stop the like riots in in Hong Kong, and it just like went Escaped. way further than they thought it would, and they couldn't stop it. And they were just like, "Well, it's out there now. <laughs> we fucked up." So good luck. We're we're getting the same thing here with the vaccine. I mean, there's a ton of healthcare workers that are refusing it. Um, there's like I I personally like. You know, I, I think it, it's like, what are you more afraid of, right? Like, we really don't know what the long-term effects of COVID are. And we, we probably really don't know the long-term effects of this vaccine either. So it, it's kind of like, what are, what are you more afraid of, I guess? I mean, I don't People, know. I'm going to get vaccinated, probably. Like Someone in the United States who took it uh, died after taking it. So, like, I dude, like, I don't know if it's all, like, hearsay or what, but... You don't know what to believe anymore. That's the thing. Oh, right. I know. I mean, that's the worst part about all this shit that, like, I, I think that's the worst thing that's come out of COVID is that there's, like, I mean, there's a, I, I think it was kind of always there. Like, I think people always kind of thought certain things were bullshit or certain things weren't bullshit or yada, yada, yada. But I think at, since COVID's hit, like, I, I, it's really hard to be, like, to be positive that anything on the media is true at all, ever. Like, it's very hard you, to you be certain about anything. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm just talking about my, I, I don't even know what, like, what the view of it is like in other countries. Like, I, I don't even know, like, are, is everyone, for example, and where you guys are, are you kind of like, is everyone kind of unified that like, oh, like, you know, COVID's bad, we kind of need to hide. No, dude, we have the similar we have similar like conspiracy theories like we have similar yeah. like things where people are like no the, the vaccine like one of the, the favorite ones in the rounds is, is that it has a, a not just a, a tracking chip but a mind control chip like that i can't <laughs> make this shit up like that is what some people straight up believe and that's, yeah that's that's here too it's wild my, my favorite argument though is is that I, i've been trying to educate people on uh, it's, it's fucking difficult though is that people try and compare it so they they the statement is COVID has only been around for, you know, a certain amount of time. How is a vaccine being done so quickly when there's no cure for cancer and things like AIDS? Whereas trying to explain that that is a shit comparison. These are two very different things yeah. and how differently they work. That literally, that that is some people's argument about it. And yeah, man, people have... Well, that actually, I, I heard that like, because I, I was one of those people that was like, kind of like how'd they come up with this so fast you know what i mean and someone actually explained it to me it's because it's it's basically they were already working on a vaccine for sars and they kind of started from there and because oh, like okay. the, the 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 sickness is so like like because covid is so closely related to sars that they already had a head start on like the vaccine they had groundwork they weren't working from scratch yeah it makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. that's i that's what i read too um yeah it's crazy like you can literally go to the street and pick two different people off the street and one person will say like covid doesn't even exist and the other person thinks that we're all gonna die like that's how fucking divided it is same same yeah. story here like i yeah I, naz and i have the unfortunate uh situation we both work in what is our country defines as essential services so we have mm-hmm. literally been working through most of like the heavier lockdowns so we have literally been dealing with people and oh, really? it's 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 fucking terrifying 
Like mm. you, you, and you get to see these people face to face. You get someone in front of you, straight up in front of you, mid pandemic, who does not believe this thing even exists, and you're fucking covered head to toe in protective gear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it's wild. It really is mm. wild. Like I even talking to my parents. Like no one that's alive right now has ever lived some through something this like uncertain i yeah, guess yeah like the last yeah. proper pandemic like worldwide pandemic was also the 1920s i think was the the um the spanish flu if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah i, yeah, I, I, could, yeah. I could be wrong i stand corrected but i know there was another pandemic around about that time and you're right like that was literally a hundred years ago like no one from yeah, that no time one... frame is alive at this point it's it's crazy yeah it, it, you're totally right i mean it's like it, it i no, no one knows how to handle it too like we, we there's so many problems going on with just like mental health and like other shit that's going on with this. Like, I mean, obviously people are losing all their money and their businesses and shit. And like, I mean, music and art is, is dying by the minute. It's like, it's, it's definitely, it's very unprecedented for, for most people to deal with in any way. And I, I, I honestly think we could be doing a lot worse though. So, you know what I mean? It's not horrible. Like. Yeah. Like I think this could, you're right. Things could be significantly worse, but we've jumped straight into like one of the most like hot topics in the world at this point. <laughs> um, but like, let's actually get to why you guys are here. Let's get to like the, the actual music side of it. Uh, introduce yourselves and your band and what kind of music you make. Just speak about your music. Let's actually get to that topic. Yeah. Uh, so Jared, take it away. I was going to say, I'm, I'm Jeremy. I'm the guitar player. Uh, that's Matt. He can introduce himself, or I, I basically just introduced him, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I'll just—he's just the vocalist, so he doesn't really need to talk much. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we're we're from a band called Wasted Space from uh, Buffalo, New York, and in, in the United States. So and yeah, I'm Matt. Well, I do vocals. Nice. And obviously, you guys do new metal. And uh, you know, with my my experience, like when someone says new metal to me, dude, I automatically think, and I don't know if this is has got anything to do with some of the stuff that we get here in South Africa, but I immediately think of like Linkin Park. I immediately think of like, oh man, this is not really even a guilty pleasure, but um, what you call these guys, man? Fuck, what are these guys, Marcel? Um, Limbiscuit. Limbiscuit. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the guys that I that I think of automatically, dude. I'm but then, <laughs> yeah. But then, when someone listens to to your guys' sound, you can actually hear that it's very, it's quite different. It, you, it is classified as new as new metal, but you guys are very different. So, you know, what would you guys say for someone who hasn't listened to to your guys' music? How would you sort of best describe it to them? I think the the best way to to at least in my opinion, what I would describe it as is. At least when I'm writing the songs, I always make this joke that like, if you've ever seen one of those memes where it's like someone tried to draw a bird from memory and it looks like shit, like (laughs) I'm playing metal from memory. Like that's like when I write the riffs, I'm like, I think this is what it's supposed to sound like. So like, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a mixture of, of, of everything. I mean, like all of our influences, I mean, Matt's, Matt's probably the most heavily influenced by new metal. I would say that I'm probably more on the spectrum of like, uh, like groove metal and like thrash metal. And then Colin, Colin's all over the place. Colin, our drummer, he listens to like jazz music. He listens to fusion. He listens to hip hop. I mean, and then he's like also like really into death core and death metal and like straight up hardcore. So it's like, I think it's, it's, even though we have like a baseline and new metal, I think the new metal really, the, the new metal sound for us comes with like just, wanting to write groovy riffs that people can headbang to. So like when I think of new metal too, like I think of it as like the, where it came about was the, like basically being derivative of a bunch of different genres, right? Like the idea of like taking, you know, aspects of hip hop and hardcore and, you know, uh, uh, groove metal, and then, you know, infusing all these different things, industrial things like that. You know what I mean? Like all these different types of music is kind of what new metal is. And I like, I like the idea of like, when I think of like our sound and stuff like that, like I think of it as um, it's, it's kind of putting fun back into just writing music. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to write music that's metal, but fun, like stuff that, mm-hmm. that's, it, that's not necessarily like there, it's anger, right? It's anger. There's brashness in there, but it's about also like that fun sound. Like I want, I want people to be jumping up and down at our shows. I want what, what's to the, be- what's the term people use for like our generation now? Uh, gloomers. It's like people who have like nihilistic viewpoints, but like are totally cool with it and find yeah. like the happiness and positivity in being able to like kind of create purpose for yourself as opposed to constantly searching for it. 
not to get deep or anything. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that wave has hit 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 the South African shores yet. To be honest, that's the first time. <laughs> literally the first time that I'm hearing that term. You said gloomers. We'll be right back. But you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on it. It only takes structure, and and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You know I mean, yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. Sir. Yeah, like it's it's so like you know because they came out with the whole term boomer, which is like, which is I think an exclusively United States term because what it is referring to is a time period called baby boomers, which is right after world war two, everybody started having kids and like the population here grew like crazy. So that's what Thanks. we're referring to. That's what we call old people here is, is boomers. Well, actually that, that, that term has hit our, our shores. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So gloomer, the boomers, man. There's, there's doomers and then there's gloomers. Doomers are millennials or like, I think, yeah. Right. Like millennials are, whatever generation z or whatever whatever the fuck we are yeah yeah it's like gen x and millennials who like are super nihilistic and like are depressed about it and then there's gloomers who are who have nihilistic viewpoints and believe there's no purpose to life but like take uh like uh i guess solace in knowing that like that you can create your own purpose it's, it's cool, freedom though, to man. live the way you it's want optimistic to. Optimistic nihilism, like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> if that can even exist, yeah. So then, where would you guys say you guys fall into as wasted space? Are you guys gloomers, doomers? Well, you can't really be boomers though, because you know that's the older generation. But which which of the two are you guys? I would say we are undoubtedly gloomers. Um, yeah, Colin, Colin's Colin a little more doomer. pessimistic yeah. than us. <laughs> me and Matt are like the optimists, and then Colin's just like, I don't know why we're playing music, guys. This is dumb. Like, <laughs> you guys are a three-piece, correct? Yep. Yes. So you are a guitarist, a vocalist, and a drummer. Yes. All right. So this is just from a musician standpoint. How, what do you guys do in terms of the low end? Do you, as the guitarist, fill that in? Are you playing lower tuning? Uh, how are you filling in the space of not having a bassist? So, um, like studio wise, when we record, I write all the bass parts as well and play them. Um, and then when we play live, we just have the bass on a backing track right now. I, I think ideally we would eventually have a live bass player, whether I'm writing the songs still on bass or not, like at least have someone that performs with us. But as of right now, we perform as a, a three piece with a bass backing track. Does, does that sort of mean that you guys have to play when you're playing live, do you have to play with like a click or is it sort of yeah. the bass guiding you? Like, how does that work? Uh, we, we, we're going to, yeah, we play with a click. Um, we're still working on getting in-ear monitors so that at least Matt and I can hear the click too. But as of right now, the way it's done is is Colin hears the click and then counts us in. Colin does not lose time. Like he's he's human metronome basically. Drummer. Yeah, yeah. It's I've like I've never played with a drummer that's just so fucking tight like he is. Right. When, when we record, he he literally records his parts first without any music. Just records his drum parts to a click yeah. track and then Whoa. we record after. Yeah, it's longest, it's ridiculous. Like, yes. No god track. The no longest, nothing. Nothing, no nothing, guide track. Nothing. Literally just plays to a what? click and plays his parts. Holy shit, that what dude's... an animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is literally his longest. He's a secret weapon. Like, mm-hmm. he just sets up, gets in, one takes it, and he's like, all right, is that cool? Everyone's happy? All right, dope him out of here. Like... <laughs> if I if I catch him on a mistake, which I did last time we were in the studio, he, like, there's, like, so he's a pretty, like, humble, modest dude, but, like, he came in, and everybody's like, yeah, that was a good take. I'm like, you, you fucked up one of your kicks. And he turned and looked at me and was like, oh, yeah, where? And I'm like, and so we sit there and we listen to the whole thing. And then he hears it and he starts laughing. He's like, God damn. Yep, I did. <laughs> yeah, just looking at just looking at the fact that you guys are from Buffalo, New York. Talk me through what that whole experience was like for you guys being a band that's based off there. Because I pretty much think like you can 
you know, depending on where you're from, you do tend to get some elements of the place that a person is from. Like I can say, maybe if a, a band is from like Durban or something, you may not always see this coming through, but you'll find that there are some elements that are there, you know, about the place that each person or each band is from. Is there anything at all that screams mm-hmm. Buffalo, New York, that, that is sort of incorporated within your guys' music? Yeah, I, um, I, I, if I can feel this first, and then Jeremy, I'm sure can add on to it really mm-hmm. well, but... From my perspective, from Buffalo, New York has like a, a the, one, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking angry city. Like we're a nice city, but like our music, especially a lot of the beatdown and hardcore that comes out of Buffalo is aggressive. It's in your face and it's fucking angry. Um, but you, I feel like I noticed a lot of, there's always like a little bit of a Southern like twang, like a little bit of like groove that's kind of like within the Buffalo metal scene, like especially like you're probably familiar with Every Time I Die. They're they're a huge Buffalo band. They're the biggest band out of Buffalo. And um, Cannibal Corpse. Oh shit! Yeah, ten- they're pretty big too. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah, but there's it, 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 like there's this kind of like there's um there's a real just like kind of southern twang. I feel like a lot of like the guitar rating a little bit and like just kind of like a little bit like a lot of groove. Like there's a good like kind of punk element stuff like that. And then um vocally too, like I I. I'm I, I'm a little different, but a lot of like Buffalo vocalists, like the, it, it's very the vocals are very um very like brutish and thick, and um that's something I would love to do. But my vo- <laughs> my my friend just like I try I can do some brutish flows, but they're like I'm just much more comfortable at like a mid to high range. But um mm. that's what you see a lot in like Buffalo music too. But I I feel like especially with every time I die's music, which I I think they're a little bit influenced on me vocally too. Like I kind of float around his like area of where he uses his voice a lot i think a part of the reason there's that that like kind of southern almost like I, I like the only band i can think of that really captured southern like sound and metal is pantera but like there is a certain like kind of bluesy vibe that comes with music yes. from out here and um i think it if i think it comes from any city or any music scene that's kind of you know, in kind of like a poverish area, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say like all of Buffalo is filled with poverty, but it's, it's a very working class um, area. And I think you get that in the music a lot. And um, I mean, it's a, it's a very prideful city. Like I, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of pride that goes into the music, like kind of, uh, I mean, we're super prideful about our sports teams. We're very like, it's, it's everything you would get out of like a, a cold, uh, cold climate, like poor city yeah. is just like people who, who are all about like the work grind and staying home on the weekends to watch some sports. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> you know what I mean? We like, it's cold. Everyone has to deal with snow. We all look out for each other. Like we, mm-hmm. we like, there's kind of a sense of community with that. And I think that comes through in the music. Like, I think there's, yeah. I think there's like a Buffalo sound almost like, Maybe I'm delusional, but it definitely. I, I think yeah, I maybe do. maybe it's our pride. Yeah, that's that's fucking cool, guys. It's it's actually really nice, sort of, you know, getting not only to learn about you guys, but also just the place that you're from, dude. Like I, I personally mm-hmm. knew nothing about Buffalo, New York, but it's it's just really dope, just knowing that you guys, you know, are very proud of, you know, everything that sort of comes through from there. You know, just which sort of leads me into um the fact that you guys dropped a two song EP, um the Eater. Tell us a bit more about that there. You know, um for anyone who hasn't listened. And obviously, there's two tracks on there: Knuckles and Euthanasia. So, just yeah, just break it down for us. You know, what was sort of the the, the mind frame and and sort of what was sort of going on when you guys came up with this uh, two song EP? I, I think like the the start of it was we wrote Knuckles first, I believe, and it was like quite literally. I walked into practice and I said, "We need like a hype song. We need like a, a song that we play at the beginning of the set to just get people in the mood to fight each other." And that's where Knuckles came from. Like that song is quite literally about just like, this is like a fight song. Like this is the song to get you amped up and get you, this is the pregame for the show. And then I think euthanasia was just like, I think we just trailed off of that. Like, let's just write another song. That's just like, let's punch some people, you know, <laughs> Like, but that's, that's kind of where the start is. I mean, Matt's got more information on the lyrics and stuff like that, but that's kind of where I was with writing the guitar parts and things. Yeah. Lyrically. Um, so Knuckles, for example, lyrically, fight song you know what i mean like it's it's about that's about like let's get fucking right like let's get ready like the set is starting like get the energy up get moving like wake the fuck up like we're here and then knuckles was so i uh, i kind of a lot of the the up until uh or not knuckles i'm sorry euthanasia 
up until that uh, the point of euthanasia a lot of my lyrics i've been trying to like i've been very like um i haven't i've been trying to write with a little bit more of a message like i, I talk a lot about politics about how i think people should like you know uh how people should interact with each other and things like that and euthanasia was like i need to get like just some fucking anger out and it was basically it was like just just watching our kind of our country's politics tear tear ourselves apart like i'm like all right fine like let's if we're if we're you know we're all like not believing this pandemic we're all want to fight each other yada yada like let's just get it over with let's just end us like fuck it like we're i'm over dealing with people and and everyone like fighting each other in our society like let's just bring like meet in the streets have one big blowout fucking end it all and call it a day um and it was just kind of like yeah just kind of like that release like it was basically like you know like it was the first time it, it was a first time in a while for writing for wasted space where i'm like i'm just gonna write the lyrics that come into my mind at the moment we're gonna freaking feel it out and just like you know create this angry fun fucking you know like it's not it's it's not poetry in my opinion you know what i mean like it's not it, it, it no one's gonna be talking about like all oh, the the writing from euthanasia like it's like some mark twain writing you know novel or something but I think it um I think it, it, it's just fun and I want it to be for you know young kids who are fucking angry who are tired of like watching a world they have no control over kind of tear itself apart where they feel like they have no say in and they just want to be fucking angry to it you know what I mean like I'm trying to write for that inner 16 year old kid who really feels like they have no control and no say over the world that they're stuck in you know it's I really enjoy that story because that's pretty much how I got into metal that's pretty much same. Like how I, I ended up going down this road is just, uh, I remember I got into high school and I was introduced, like the first bands that I was introduced to was Breaking Benjamin, Evanescence and Bullet for My Valentine. And yeah. said so, so here I am, like <laughs> over a decade later, just like, I fucking love angry music. It, it's the most chill thing out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. I completely, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, and I think that's the story of a lot of metalheads, man. I think it's, it's a coming, you know, it's a lot of us coming of age feeling like we, you know, we, we, we have no power, no say in our lives, like, and just, and finding that release, that power, that confidence through music. So I think to, to transition us into the second part of this, let's just play out with uh, Knuckles. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll basically pick up after that. So if anyone's tuning in, we're going to be back now, now. Yeah. on something that matthew touched on you know before we before we jumped into knuckles um it was how you know you guys have you know some political views and also even in the email that you guys sent through you know you guys did mention you know some some controversial you know lyricism in there about societal views and all that and it automatically makes me think about what's been happening you know out in the states um you know i've been seeing a lot of um, activity when it comes to the whole trump thing and people going out and i'm not 100 percent sure what's happening that side it seems hectic but is it like events like those man you know like public outcry and things that are sort of happening in in governments and all that is that something that you guys as wasted space um sort of see as an opportunity as well to sort of you know talk about when it comes to your music and all that is it you know sort of is that part of what also influences what you guys you know the, the end product and whatnot yeah i'd I, say yeah i, I was gonna so. say i know matt can probably speak on it more because of the lyric writing and things like that. Cause not necessarily yeah. all the time. Do my thoughts come through my guitar? Uh, very, uh, straightforward. They're usually, they can, they're up for inter- interpretation, but, uh, I mean, I think as a band, we're like kind of, we're in this weird outside perspective when it comes to what's going on here of like, we don't really have a side that we're like, you know glued to or anything because a lot of times like the best way to explain it here is like politics can get kind of like sports ish like when it comes to like you know like people will say they have like a political affiliation that's basically them saying they're a fan you know what i mean like in a in a weird way and i think as a band we're not really fans of politicians in general 
you know what I mean? Like, we don't, like, pick a politician that we're like, oh, he's the best. We're like, they're all terrible. Like, they're all lying to us. You know what I mean? We're, I love we're, we're, we're on that spectrum of, like, it would be, like, there's some that we see and we go, you know, oh, you know, they seem a lot better than the last. But, like, none of them have ever come forward and not been like, oh, those aren't politicians. Like, for the most part, they're all politicians. And to us, politicians are, you know working in the best interest of people that probably have a lot more money than us. I went to school for uh, uh, political science and history. Um, so I, I, I'm really interested in politics as much as I hate it. Um, I would say the band is pretty apolitical. Like, I don't think we really affiliate with any party or any, like, so in America, I don't, I don't know how familiar uh, you are with our political system, but we pretty much have two parties that run the country that fight over every eight years or four years, I guess now. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's basically like, I feel like I've just watched like since being in college, since being like being in the workforce now for, you know, like basically since I've really been paying attention to politics for, um, the last 10 years, I guess, more seriously in my lifetime. Um, I've went from being, you know, straight up, like almost all the way to being wanting communism and like, you know, being a full on ready ideologist to being like, well, no, that's, you know, that's not going to work now. And then going more conservative and then being back in the middle and then kind of going back and forth. And like what I I've kind of like, when it comes to politics in the band, like I, 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 I just feel like I, through my entire life, I've just watched both these parties, both these sides manipulate and, and, and misuse their people and their support base to just fight over the country and keep us doing what we've been doing for like the last 250 years, which is, you know, constantly being in foreign wars, you know, basically doing nothing for the, the, the impoverished in our country, basically doing nothing for any of the minorities in our country, basically doing nothing for, you know, like it, it pretty much anybody that does, you know, that doesn't have a full 401k, you know, really doesn't get any love in this country. It seems, you know, our healthcare is still tied to our freaking our employment, um, you know, I could go on and on, you know, there's a politics in itself or, or hours of, of conversations and shit to bitch about. And it, it to me, it's like, I, I just, I, I like to, I, I, my most happy and like my most human moments I think in life are when it's just me interacting with people on the basis of living life. And like, you know, maybe like, you know, work at work, working together, you know, not talking about these abstract ideals and what's going on in Washington, DC and all that crap, you know, it's, it's being there in the moment. And it, kind of it seems especially over this last year in the pandemic politics and your views have become you know people's full identity it's all Mm -hmm. people talk about it's all people want to disagree about and everything and it's like i you know i'm i'm just so over it you know what i mean like it's like i've seen the right do horrible and fucking hypocritical and bullshit shit i've seen the left do horrible hypocritical you know crap and it's like i'm 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 over it you know i'm not gonna i'm i i I don't believe in any of it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm mad. I want a better world like everybody else. Or I don't even know if I want a better world anymore. I don't even know if I care about that anymore. You know, it's like, it's, 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 that's kind of where wasted space comes from is just this, like this fucking, this being so fed up with, with a world that, you know, you feel like you have no say in. I think the name wasted space really kind of came from this idea of like, maybe like humanity in general kind of going back to like the nihilistic views and things like that like humanity in general is quite literally a waste of space like we have this this you know i'm more on the environmental side when it comes to things and the way i see it is like we have this beautiful planet we live on that provides so many resources and provides everything we need to live and we absolutely just take it for granted and trash it, you know? And like, so like, I think the idea of wasted space quite literally comes from the idea that like humanity is doing more harm to itself than it is bettering itself or like basically anything doing harm to just everything around it. Let me just for now, jump into the music video. You guys have a music video art for, for euthanasia. Um, tell us yeah. a bit more about what went into that there. It's fucking brutal. Like Marcel and I checked it out. You even commented on that, gave it a like, subscribed and everything. That's the effect that you guys have. Yeah. It's super clean. Who was behind the visuals? Tell us everything we need to know about that. So, so quite literally, like where we shot it, we, I, I live in a trailer park, right? And uh, there's what we call the appliance graveyard, like in, in kind of like tucked away near the woods near my house. And uh, it's quite literally what it sounds like. There is literally just a graveyard of like appliances, like refrigerators, stoves, furniture, like just piled up, like definitely probably illegal. Like, I don't think we can just trash it like that, but uh 
So I, I, I hit up this, this, uh, uh, the cinematographer or the filmmaker, whatever you want to call him. It's EMP studios, this guy, Tyler white. And I was like, yo, I've got this place to shoot. It's literally called the, the appliance graveyard behind my house. Uh, and he was like, yeah. And, and of course being where we are, like the weather, I think it was like below 30 degrees when we filmed it. Like, Oh my God, it was so cold. But, but there was at least like some sunlight, you know? So we had, and we did it kind of later in the day. So we had like this beautiful natural lighting. And then when it got too cold is when we did all the filming inside my house, which is like where you see those shots where Colin's got the space helmet on and I'm playing with like a rock band uh, controller and Matt's just tossing, throwing, throwing fake money everywhere. Is there like a Real story <laughs> behind the, the, the space helmet? Because it was sort of like out of nowhere. It's just something I had in my house. That I, Colin was like, can I wear that? And I was like, sure. Anything becomes a prop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just like looking around. We're like, what can we use? And we we're like space helmet, rock band controller, gave Colin some pots and pans to bang on. Like, It's, it's, it's quite nice. And is, is it something that you, you know, what sort of planning went behind that? Is this something that was a long term thing? Or was it sort of just like, hey, guys, you know, let's just do this. Let's just wing it. I, I, well, if, in my opinion, I think like we, Jeremy told me about this appliance graveyard like seven months ago. And I was like, we need to shoot a music video here. And then it just kind of always got put on the back burner. And then, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then like around the holiday times, we're like, hey, let's fucking, let's take this release and really hammer it in. Like, that's why, you know, that's, you know, how we got in contact with you guys. And we're like, hey, let's, let's, you know, take this release. We're going to really put a lot of promotion behind it. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to release it with a music video. And we're like, you know, we're like, fuck it, let's do it. I want, I want to bring something <laughs> up here. You said it was below thirty degrees, and you guys work on Fahrenheit, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I had to do a conversion because we're, we're, we're Celsius. Um, I don't right. know. So it basically does to give you some context to when they say it was cold, brother, it was minus one. Oh my yes. god, yes. <laughs> brother! To give you yeah. some context, like as to how fucking I heard that, I was like, shit, man. Like I, I'm pretty sure that's fucking cold. Let me go check it out. It's we, minus one we, degree Celsius. So anyone who's on the South African side and doesn't know, like if below thirty, it's fucking cold. Yeah, we are we are pretty far up north where we are in in America, and like we like literally we are a bridge away from Canada where we are. Oh like my we god! Can okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. Like geographically, yeah. that makes sense. We can literally drive to Canada from where we're at. Like that's that was like a big thing growing up because the drinking age here is uh, twenty one. But in Canada, it was 18 for a long time and then switched to 19. So, like, everybody who lives here when they turn 19 just goes right to Canada and parties. Is it like a 15-minute drive? For for where we're at, I think it's, like, maybe 45 minutes. But from, like, the actual city of Buffalo, it's, it's, it's like, 10. It's from Shit. my house to get to Canada, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, to give you guys some context, me and Naz live in a place called Durban in South Africa, mm-hmm. which is notoriously hot. So, we average... <laughs> anywhere between like a cold day here is about like or like your your cold day is from about like 18 degrees to 26 degrees celsius uh we average generally about 32 to anywhere upwards of 38 to 42 degrees which is about i just calculated like 96 degrees fahrenheit okay yeah Yeah. so it's, deal, it's it's pretty fucking hot like it's, it's we humid. we get about like really humid two to three months of hot weather like that here <laughs> yeah then it's mostly like probably around like the low end of like probably 20 degrees celsius like even, yeah, even 20, winter, 20 yeah, you can just like on a on an okay day in winter like you can literally just go take a swim you can go to the beach like it's yeah it's fine yeah, i wouldn't suggest doing do that, that here here winter <laughs> <laughs> We do a thing called the uh, the polar plunge uh, uh, around here every year, where it's like a charity event where um, a bunch of people get uh, 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 they build they they get people to like pay, uh, pay them basically or, or contribute money for them to jump in the frozen water. Yeah, crack a hole in the ice and then you'll jump in and like you go polar bear swimming and shit and it's it's like a big event. Jeremy, you said, "Look, is that like is that like your least favorite thing? Do you, do you actually participate in this sport?" No, I would never. I would never. <laughs> Uh, I don't mind the cold too much because I'm a coffee drinker. And like when I drink coffee and it's hot out, people look at me like I'm a weirdo, but like at least during the cold months, I can like openly drink 19 cups of coffee a day without looking like a weirdo. Cause they're probably, no, you I still look like a weirdo home. for drinking 19 cups of coffee. <laughs> Less like a weirdo though. Cause if it's basically, hot out and you drink, you, you 19 basically cups just of run on coffee. caffeine. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I make coffee myself, like, like, like roast it and everything. Like, I'm that runs on anger and caffeine, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, almost more caffeine than anger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to sort of touch on is something that I remember now from earlier that I wanted to say, and I'm stealing this from Marcel because um, he said he wanted to introduce you guys to a couple of South African bands. And from what Matthew was saying, sorry, dude. <laughs> from what, from what, from what Matthew was saying. Um, you know, with your guys' political views and stuff and sort of just not being on the on the right-wing side and not being on the left-wing side, you guys should definitely check out a band called Volvodinia because they've got some, like, really hectic, you know, political views as well. And I feel like yeah. if you guys gave them a listen, like, you, it's sort of like a South African perspective on sort of a, a very similar view to what you guys have. So, yeah, check them um, out. They do slam, actually, so... It's quite fucking good. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I love slam vocals. I I would I could do them too, but I I I don't think they fit with our music too well. But I love slam vocals. Like, like that. Uh, I I wanted to to ask like, because uh, we we are considering what we do. We are huge fans of our our music scene. We don't. It's only recently that like international artists, like guys from the states and other countries, have reached out to us, like like mm-hmm. yourself. And it's really cool getting such a different perspective. But now, with Naz bringing that up, it's a question I was asked. Do you guys know any South African metal? Is it some? I'm not sure. No. It's something that comes up in your mind when you think of metal. Like, would you believe that we actually have like some pretty decent bands this side? And oh, fuck so, yeah. I, I, so I actually, I was gonna say that when I was doing kind of research on the podcast, I was listening to the uh, metal roundtable you guys did. Yeah. And that, like, that opened me up to, like, I was, like, in my head, I'm, like, I'm so stupid because, like, I always try to find new metal bands and things like that, like, just new music to listen to, and I forget that there's, like, scenes outside of the United States, like, as as common sense as that sounds to, like, look in other countries for music, like, quite literally, like, that whole, like, roundtable discussion you guys had, I'm, like, you guys are talking about, um what was it the venue burn and all that stuff and i was like like this is all stuff i wouldn't have known about with like there's no way i don't even think i would have been able to find it looking it up and like all the bands you guys had on and things like that like i was just like i don't think i would have even known about this like whole metal scene that exists somewhere else if i hadn't have listened to this so like yeah that that was kind of my intro to the music you guys have two bands that i would like i'd like to recommend that are probably two of my favorite south african metal bands and that would be either well Red Helen, okay, and a band called Facing the Gallows. Uh, these Facing two- the Gallows was was on that episode, right? The yeah, round table, the, or- the former vocalist, yes, Brian. Brian okay, Bittemann. yeah, I he checked was, them he- out. They were awesome. They're, they're, they're yeah. like one of my my favorite bands from this country, and just the, the those two bands like have done our country proud like they've managed to get they've managed to do the battle for Varken. They've managed to go play mm-hmm. at Varken open air. And they're just two absolutely fantastic South African bands. Just to get you guys, like, you know, just some idea Which of I what we're doing this side. Is um is that fun? Um, is trading past for pathways? Is that the album by them? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, cool. All right, I just I added that to my Spotify. Ah, yeah, I, th- I think that festival. The what you guys uh, we call it whack in here because we don't know how to speak. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like that that festival, I think universally is like every metal band's dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play, yes. For sure. So like when they were talking about that and stuff, I'm like, how have I not heard of this band? Like, and then I'm like looking up videos and like, they're huge. I'm like, like facing the gallows. I'm like, I had no idea this band even existed. And they're, they're huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they got to open for Attila when Attila came to South Africa. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's I. I love Attila. Matt they get really so likes much, Attila. They get so much hate in our in like in our scene in our in our in our country. Maybe even internationally. I don't know, but everyone everyone hates on Attila. I fucking love Attila. I've I've always loved their shows. I've always loved their music. But yeah, fuck metal uh, American metal bands for a second. I I really I I I'm really interested to like hear about like the international hardcore scene and stuff like that. That in metal that's like all around the world. I love it. Like it it's it's one of the coolest things to me when like you can bond with people like you're in South Africa. We're in Buffalo, New York, like 5,000 miles away. You know, it's crazy that we can bond over just music. Like, Mm. yeah, man, it's just like one of those, you can take two people from two completely different backgrounds, two completely different countries. And if they are both musicians, they will converse. They will, they will talk. They will, they will 
probably become friends to be honest right yeah. Oh, yeah i studied abroad in russia when i was in college and now i have russian like friends that are fans of our band now and i think it's like mm-hmm. one of the it's craziest so dope. yeah it's it's one of the coolest things that like that i've it's ever happened to me i think yeah one of our fans is is living in israel right now so we have like 0.00001% of Israel likes us. You got to start somewhere, guys. I mean, that's that's the reality mm-hmm. of it. And, you know, the, the mere fact that you've got that one person in Israel, it opens up a lot of opportunities because then he could have a mate and he could put his mate on and it just grows from there. You know, what I really just want to find out about you guys as well is, you know, besides when you guys aren't making music as Wasted Space, what do you guys do, like, in general? Uh, besides, you know, the, the band and all that. Like, I can tell you now, Marcel, um, obviously you did say that we were working in know in, in like an essential spaces and stuff but i know that he's he's a fucking um what you call it uh, uh what's this game that you're playing marcel apex uh, apex legends apex, apex legends. He's, he's an apex oh, yeah. enthusiast yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what is it that you guys do sort of in your spare time i was gonna say i'll go first because jeremy um has way more of a life than i do <laughs> uh, so basically my spare time um i'm uh, i i work full-time too on uh, on side, outside of doing the band so i, I work in banking it's kind of lame what uh, you know what Fun, yeah, uh, funny 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 coincidence i too work in a bank really <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay yeah see we're a bunch of corporate metalheads like <laughs> we snuck in somehow um <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, outside of that, like we actually, so something that's really helped us bond through this pandemic as a band is we all play Warzone together. We'll jump on Call of Duty and just freaking get, we, we win sometimes. We do win sometimes. Yeah, we win like, sometimes, but. Most of the time we're getting our asses kicked. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it's that, fun. It's then, fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always, besides that, I'm like, I'm always writing. Like I, I'm, I, I, the way, like, especially with our, our, the way our content rolls out for Wasted Space, we are constantly writing like as soon as we're in the studio we're, we're by the time we're out of that studio we're like all right like next brand practice let's have some more riffs like we'll get some more lyrics we'll get some more drum beats down like you know it, it's just a constant constant process for us so like in my fair spare time i'm just kind of like a lot of a lot of video game playing and shit like that being lame you know there's not much doing much to do around here especially with the pandemic but um you know just a lot of it is just kind of focusing on writing and just listening to music trying to get influenced trying to get inspired like a, like Basically, a lot of it is doing research. I mean, just trying, like, I try to stay somewhat in the know, in the know of what's going on just so I have, like, I can reference things in the music. I can talk about what's going on. And I think that, like, I think that's important, especially to kind of be, like, because I look at music as a form of communication. And I think that best way to be commu- to communicate with somebody is to, you know, try to know them the best you can. Otherwise, now I'm pretty lame. But Jeremy does, like, fucking 80 different things, so. I sound busier than I am, but, uh, you know, I, I again, I, I also have a full-time job. I work as, um, like, a chef for professional athletes. And then I, I, uh, I, I kind of have, like, a, a small, like, little side business. Um, I roast and sell coffee. Um, still trying to kind of get it off the ground, like, have a few customers. Matt's probably my number one customer. This dude hits me up, like, every week for more coffee. You need to send us, like, a coffee care package, man. I'd, I'd really love that. Dude, I'd be all about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on some new beans to come in, so I'll have to roast them and all that. But yeah, oh, you, I'd definitely. You guys have a hot sauce that sponsors you or something. That no, 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 not with. a hot sauce. It's a beer. They've got the the uh, the poison um, cannabis beer. I was, I was going to say, I keep trying to find it. Like I'm literally, I've been all over the internet trying to find some somewhere that I can buy and have that shipped to me. You need to check out their website, man. I'm actually, we're going to get in touch with them and see what, what can be organized. But everything basically goes through their website. And they did say they've got some some stock that they're actually selling out in the States. But I'll, I'll do a follow-up for you. Funny Word, like, yeah. thing is, I don't know if you know much about what's going on in South Africa. We have, we actually, part of our COVID lockdown is an alcohol ban. Like, what? we are literally going through a fucking prohibition. Like, I shit you not. We have, like, the only alcohol that we can sell as a country is exports. America what? would burn to the ground if they yeah. Our country, fuck it, it basically is. Like, I need you to understand, like, our country thrives with alcohol. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not painted in a bad light, but like, you don't understand how this shit has wrecked our country. <laughs> that's, I can imagine. Holy it's shit, it's crazy, crazy because when lockdown started, like one of the only things that was open around here were liquor stores. <laughs> so first yeah. Like it, straight <laughs> up, like, like they were like, we can't stop selling booze. Like that, that will literally ruin the country. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe you guys can sort of hold your liquor better than than we can this side because you know when when the alcohol ban was not there people were going apeshit they were just going crazy the numbers went up and then when the when the ban sort of was was sort of enforced it wasn't as bad like numbers started going down a bit but as soon as it we opened had one up, hospital that had but, like a zero casualty on new year's eve like, wow. because mm. part of our, our, our alcohol ban got enforced to just be, we had it initially in the hard lockdown and then again now over the the festive period and literally like our new year's eves like people fucking drop dead literally like it's, it gets rough like people just go nuts Wild. and we literally had one hospital that had zero patients in trauma on new year's eve which was something that the staff had never experienced in their time being there See, what's, yeah. what's crazy is over here is like alcohol, like alcohol use and alcohol sales and like all of that went up when the lockdown started. But the government here, like state governments and federal government make so much money on taxing alcohol and tobacco products and things like that. That's why it all stayed as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention yeah. that. But carry on. Jeez. Uh, oh that would God. kill us. Me and Matt hang out at the cigar bar like every week. No, but like like that, yeah, like like that's that's the thing is like alcohol sales, all of that stuff went up at the start of like our lockdown, and that's one hundred percent why they kept it open and things like that is because the the government here makes so much money off of taxing alcohol. Like alcohol itself isn't that expensive of like a, a product to make. So they can tax the shit out of it and they get most of the money from the sales. You know, something that you mentioned there, Jeremy, about being a chef, you know, for, for these athletes, dude. Who's the most famous person you've you've like been a chef for, if if any? Um, so right now I cook I cook for the Buffalo Bills, which is a, a an American football team. I don't know how familiar you guys familiar you guys are with the NFL out here. The football league here is probably the most popular thing and football as in not soccer, not like European football and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, so I mean like I, I I cook for one of the teams. And so, I mean, here it's probably, it's, it's probably sounds like much more of a big deal, but to you guys, you're like, you just cook for some dudes that throw a ball around, you know, like (laughs) I'm trying to think of what it would be the equivalent, like, like rugby's, big there right i'm only saying that because i saw a movie about rugby in south africa once so (laughs) like we take our rugby very seriously like i don't don't, yeah okay so that's a fan of sports in general but like i I, yeah funny story that you guys would have no context for but anyway uh, i'm so i'm six foot four i'm a a big dude holy shit all right i i grew up in what in afrikaans neighborhood now afrikaans people in south africa rugby is in their blood brother <laughs> like yeah it is it is you, you you either play rugby or you don't and i was this fucking six foot 16 year old white boy in afrikaans neighborhood who decided i want to make music instead of play rugby i i had a rough time in school man oh <laughs> right. yeah see like i i, I like that's kind of how football is here right like i'm not i'm not like a, a tall dude right i'm only like five six but I'm a big dude, right? Like I think in high school, I was, I was my height and weighed like 200 pounds, which is huge for a high school student. Right. And for football, it's perfect for playing lineman, which is literally the guy that just blocks the other guy from getting your quarterback or whatever, like, which is the dude who throws the ball. It's, it's a lot like rugby and nothing like rugby at the same time, but like, yeah, same thing, man. Like people hated that. I didn't play football. Like they, they wanted me to play so bad and, I ended up playing lacrosse. I don't know if you guys have, if, if lacrosse is big I don't, out yeah, there. I know not. what lacrosse is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lacrosse is, is kind of big here, but like, I mean, like a pro lacrosse player in America literally has to have a second job. <laughs> like that's how like underground professional lacrosse is here. But I played that and like, yeah, so I mean, and but like here rugby is like super taboo. Like there's rugby yeah. teams, but like, I mean, like, it's always at, like, the private schools and things like that. It's never really, like, a public school kind of thing. Yeah, makes sense. So, now, just looking at the band, you know, we we almost done. Um, What was sort of in the pipeline? What's coming up with uh, Wasted Space? Beyond a new year, obviously, 2021. What are the plans? I mean, we're hitting the studio in, like, two two weeks weeks. again. Uh, We got two more songs written. We're going to record those and put those up and then... I think hopefully make another music video. I think the mu- the music video thing really kind of helped us out with promoting a lot. And then, uh, I mean, once once the world's back to normal, I think we're going to hit the road immediately and try and tour. 
Yeah, we're as soon as as soon as we can get back on stage and get back in, you know, out there, we're gonna be trying to do that. But till then, you're gonna be getting a lot of music from us, a lot of YouTube con content from us, and you'll be, you know, hopefully you'll get tired of our faces. When you when you guys set up that that tour, please don't forget South Africa, because a lot of the bands do that. They just sort of just disregard South Africa. So we're looking forward to that wasted space show out here in South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, man. I'd love hell yeah. I'd love yeah, because to meet you guys in person too, hopefully or something. Right, you know, yeah. We'd fucking we'd love to. Hell yeah. We'll just we'll just roll through and show up randomly, be like, Yeah, we're passing through. Yeah, we're <laughs> just we're passing through South Africa. Shop in South Africa, we'll be. Here. I'll be coming for that 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 poison cannabis beer. We'll, we'll definitely have some stocked up for you guys. I don't know, Marcel, is anything uh, else on your side, bro? Uh, before we close out, yeah, man, this has been this has been fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I just, we just want to thank you guys as well for, for reaching out to us. It was super special and we really enjoyed learning about you guys. And yeah, Matthew, Jeremy. Dude, Jeremy, thank you as well for tuning in and listening to, to a couple of the episodes. Really appreciate that. And yeah, we just hope that, you know, this it doesn't stop here. You know, we, we, we are an option when you guys come down. Um, you've got friends and us. If we ever want to work on anything else, you know, we are pretty much open. So I think, you know, in closing, you guys can just give us your handles and everything where people can get in touch with you or listen to your music now's the time matt you want me to do that yeah go for it all right uh on instagram i believe uh i'm gonna have to I'm look pulling it up, it up now. right I'm pulling yeah it up right, right we're both we're both like oh man what are we on on everything uh <laughs> i mean we're on we're on facebook as wasted space i think it's facebook.com slash wasted space hardcore instagram um, wasted space 716 yeah at at wasted space 716 for the um Instagram, you can find me at, at Jeremy underscore Wasted Space on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Wow It's Matt. And I think we have a waste, uh, Wasted Space website too, right? Yeah, yep. I've actually been, I've been, I've been on it while, while we've been doing this and just checking out some stuff. It's cute. Yeah, well, I think it's Wasted, I think it's, is it just WastedSpaceOfficial.com? Yeah. Yes. Wasted Space Official so. Store, I think, possibly. No, nah, yeah, it's at wastedspaceofficial.com. Wastedspaceofficial.com. Um, I think we have like two two merch items on there because we're still building our repertoire. But yeah. And then obviously check us out on Spotify as as Wasted Space. There might be a couple other bands on there, but uh, it'll be pretty easy to find us because I think our picture makes us look the most hardcore out of all of them. So <laughs> it's black and white. Everybody looks really tough. Um, yeah. Those are that's everything I think. Yeah, all of our links too for everything. If you, it, it's all in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram page, you'll be able. I to think our our Twitch stream, like everything, our Twitch stream that no one watches, but yeah. To also make it easier for our listeners as well, we're going to be taking that link tree um, link and we're just going to put it in the in the description of this episode, so people do have access to all of that. And sick yachts, yeah, anyone who's listening to this, the episodes are going up on Apple Podcasts, um, on Spotify, and also on SoundCloud. We are Sludge Underground Podcast on twitter at sludge earthy one on instagram at sludge underground and on facebook at sludge underground marcel who are you online okay sweet i am marcel smuts on facebook twitter and youtube please check out my channel as well as instagram on thorns of sludge please check those out all right, sick. And as for myself, it's at 1 We're going to be closing out with Euthanasia um, by Wasted Space. It's been a really awesome one. And until next time, it is bye for now.
Oh, 